0: This, this, oh. this is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertson. And broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star. Here we go. Run Z. Brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. Albertson's, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Bacardi, live passionately, drink responsibly. Bacardi. And by Mahindra. Find your nearest Mahindra dealer at TexasMahindraDealers.com. Now, your hosts, Taylor Stern and Brad Shen.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Omni Frisco out here as the rain has stopped. And we are joined today by none other than 14th year uh, L.P. Lattisor. And we have fourth year Titan and Jeff Swain. And then I know they said on the intro that we were going to be joined by Brad Sham, which is normally true, but tonight we have a special guest in Christy Scales. So, thank you for joining us too. Well, thanks for letting me pinch
2: hit for Brad Sham. And uh, Brad stayed uh, back in Charlotte. He's on his way back to Dallas today. Uh, Rosh Hashanah began last night at sundown, so he stayed back in Charlotte to observe the holiday and is on his way back. And I appreciate you guys letting me co host with you tonight.
1: Yeah, we'll have some fun. You bet. We we will. And the rain just has stayed with us for two days now. It's kind of like yesterday in Charlotte. (laughs) Yeah, LP, a lot of people talk about simulating the rain. Do you do that? Is that just a myth out there?
3: Oh, no. We uh, definitely simulate, it. and um, the thing we do is we bring these buckets um, in practice, and we'll dunk the balls and so I can be ready for Sunday in case there's rain. Same thing if there's, you know, cold, or we'll put ice in the buckets and just... And practice that way.
2: Uh, Jeff, did the uh, weather delay with the interruption in the pregame, uh, I know it affects both teams equally, so it's not like it's any kind of competitive advantage, right. but we had the situation in Denver last year, but do you, did that kind of throw anything off yesterday?
4: Uh, not really. Uh, the delay yesterday was a lot shorter um, than we've had in the past. Um, I think last year in Denver, was it was quite a bit longer, and I had one when I was playing at Texas where it was couple hours, so. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, yesterday wasn't too bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there were rain delays all over it. I heard that Miami didn't even have a halftime, so at least there was still a majority of a game there. Yeah. And then you guys fly right back, and you're here today, which is so exciting. We're happy to have you. And at 14th year, I said that earlier to introduce LP, you are now the oldest player on the team. How does that feel? In a, in a compliment, <laughs> of course. That's a compliment to stay in the league that long.
3: Well, I still get to hang out with 24-year-olds. Yeah, is, uh, <laughs> they is, keep you uh, young. And, uh, they keep me young. And, um, no, I mean, it's, age is just, it's just a number, right? And um, I'm, just, I'm happy to still be playing this game. Um, I get to you know, have fun every day. I come into work and laugh. Uh, great camaraderie with all the guys. You can't really beat that.
2: Well, only four players in the illustrious history of the Dallas Cowboys have played more seasons than LP, and uh, one, of course, is Jason Witten, but the others are, yeah, Bill Bates, right? Mark Tuane, great left tackle, who actually started his career as a undrafted free agent, he was actually a defensive lineman before he moved over to offensive line, and then, of course, Ed Tutal-Jones, and uh, LP, do you know, which career number game you have coming up on Sunday no against clue. the Giants? <laughs> yes, yeah, so over 200. If, I know that. If you guys that.
1: didn't realize that, Christie is a uh, encyclopedia. I, I,
2: no, I like the numbers, and uh, actually, it's going to be number 207. Okay. <laughs> and what's going to be really exciting? It and 207 <laughs> consecutive games, but what's really cool is uh, two more after that, and then you'll be tied with Hall of Famer Randy White. Oh wow! And wow. yeah, which is amazing. So. How does that feel to have your name with all of
1: the, you know, next to all of these greats?
3: Yeah, it's great. He's he's only played a few more snaps than <laughs> I have. But.
1: Do you keep track of those numbers? Do you I guys? Don't. Do you Jeff? Do you ever think of like this is my fiftieth game or?
4: No, um, I was trying to do some math in my head while you guys were talking about how many games LP's played, but. My math is uh, slow, so I can't even figure that out right now. But, no, I don't really think about it too much.
1: I know. I feel like I would, but then you just get into the rut of it. Right. You may I throw one more number at you? I'm going to ask
2: if this number means anything to Jeff or to uh, our audience here tonight at the Omni in Frisco. 1,871. 1,871. Okay, no clue. All right, LP, 1,871.
3: That's got to be the number of snaps. That's right. right? That
2: is consecutive mistake-free snaps for LP uh, (laughs) through his first 206 games. No, uh, really – Jeff, I just, you know, no pressure, but you're sitting next to the only player in Cowboy history that's never made a mistake on the field.
4: (laughs) It's
2: it's
4: a a rare occurrence, man.
1: (laughs) Rare. That is awesome. No, I I think it's cool. You brought up Jason Witten earlier, and, of course, you were in the room with him, and now he's left, and you're the leader of that room. Mm -hmm. How does that feel? Was that a challenge? Were you excited for that?
4: Yeah, um, it's always a challenge, but the opportunity that comes along with it is big as well. Um, you know, everything Whit brought to our team and to our tight end room specifically um, always came from a good place, you know great leadership, uh, very knowledgeable, great work ethic, things like that. And so um, with him being gone, it's, just, it's our turn to step up and, and see what we can make of it. And so um, kind of by default, I'm um, the older guy in the room, you know and so my job is just to work as hard as I can to prepare the right way. Um, to make sure that all the tight ends are on the same page and that we're um, we're preparing the best we can.
2: Yeah, but another interesting thing is, you know, you talk about uh, in the off-season revamping the receiver core and the tight end core and the departure of some some longtime veterans. But I, I think that people kind of look past all of the changes among the offensive and defensive assistant coaches. So uh, Doug Nussmeier is new to the Cowboys staff, and he's the tight ends coach. And so uh, what's it like working with, with Doug, and what has he brought to the room?
4: Yeah, he's brought a lot. Uh, first thing he brought is just energy. He has, a, he has a real passion for the game, and it's pretty evident uh, in the way he prepares and, and how he runs his meetings and things like that. Um, but he also has a different, a different perspective because he played quarterback. And so he's able to look at things from – Um, the mindset of what a QB likes to see in terms of route running and what he looks at for indicators on routes and uh, where the ball's going, progression, stuff like that. So it's been big for me um, in my development to to have a guy like that who, who can tell me things to look for when I'm running around so I can be friendly to the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: and LP, you also have now uh, Keith O'Quinn was promoted in the offseason from assistant special teams coordinator to special teams coordinator. But then we also have a new assistant this year, and that's Doug Coleman. So, and of course, you get new special teams guys, the players every year, because it's a lot of young guys that come in. But how have things changed for you and those two coaches? How have they fit in? Well,
3: um, you know, Coach O'Quinn, we've been together he was a scout for a long time um he was here when i got here in 05 and so we've known each other you know 14 years almost and um you know our rapport is is really good uh the rapport we have you know with with chris and 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 brett now um with him you know he's he he understands kind of our jobs because he's been around as as an assistant uh, under rich for you know two three years and um him taking over the job it just you can tell like same mentality, um, he, you know he want us to play hard, you know he's, he's got great passion, great emotion when it comes to the games, practice, um, and he wants to see us succeed, which is what every coach wants for his players. Um, and then with Doug, Doug was, is new, and he's uh and we have Philip Tanner as well, an old player. He's helping us as well, and you um, know they've they've done you know we try to get a good bond all of us together. And mm-hmm. uh, no, it's been it's been fun with y- K.O. If,
1: real quick before we have to get to our first break. Of course, you said Brett now, and I think that's the elephant in the room. Is that since I've been here, the trio was you, Dan, and Chris. Right. So now with Dan gone, is that a weird feeling? How did you handle that this week?
3: Yeah, it was weird for sure. Um, you know, you never really expect something like that, and um, you know, especially we've been practicing together for you know, seven years now. Um, but Brett came in and, and he did a great job in camp, and you know we knew that he had a great leg and a um, very capable kicker in this league. And um, you know, just unfortunate for Dan, but you know, it was great for Brett. And um, you know, we're looking forward to this, you know, this season with him.
1: Yeah. Have you spoken to Dan since?
3: We, yeah, uh, have a few times, and uh, you know he's very positive, which is, which good. is great.
1: That's yeah. good. All right. Well, before we take our first break, we are presented tonight by Omni, this great place where we're at. Next time you travel for an away game, here's how to make the most of it. Stay with Omni Hotels and Resorts. They have 60 premier locations coast to coast with things like world-class spas, championship golf, and great dining. Visit OmniHotels.com to learn more. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. And tonight, LP's wearing boots. He's got to get himself some Lucchese boots. Lucchese Bootmaker is now open at the Star in Frisco. Shop from a variety of world-class handmade cowboy boots, as well as all-new signature apparel and accessories. Visit their brand-new store today and experience the tradition that is Lucchese Bootmaker. We will be right back on the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertson.
2: Back,
0: back, back, back. The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertson, and broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco at the Star.
1: We are back here in Frisco. It is clearing up. It's turning out to be a nice night, guys. It's going to not be even close to the hundreds this year or this week. <laughs> it feels week. good. It's nice and cool. yes, it's going to be nice and cool again. We are joined by. Long snapper L.P. Lattisor, tight end Jeff Swaim and Christy Skells filling in for Brad Sham tonight. I yeah,
2: appreciate the opportunity to co-host tonight. And I wanted to follow up with uh, both of you in regards to special teams because mm-hmm. we were talking about the new kicker, Brett Maher, before we took the break. Yes, and pronunciation,
1: Brett Maher. Maher that's there was right. some confusion to that. And, and uh,
2: we know he only got the one field goal attempt yesterday. And so uh, I think Cowboys fans... Talk everybody off the ledge. <laughs> you know, why do you, each of you individually and the team, still have full uh, support and faith in Brett, Brett Maher?
4: Well, um, for me, you know, LP probably has better insight to this than I do. But, um, you know, seeing his body of work over the preseason um, was impressive. And uh, he's obviously has a big leg. We saw that in Houston. Um, but it's one kick and a long uh, – string of kicks and then it's a long season so there's no reason for us to panic or do anything like that I mean it would be the same thing if one of us dropped a pass or you know interceptions things like that you know that stuff happens and um, the the body work over the course of the season is what, what counts. Yeah,
2: and he hit it very solidly oh, I yeah. mean from the sideline honestly I thought it was good in fact I'm pretty sure that it hit the orange little flag it, it was did. within inches mm.
3: he uh the the wind was swirling yesterday with that storm. Um, the flags at the top of the stadium were going one way, and the flags on the uprights were going the other way. Um, so as soon as the ball got up, um, the wind affected it a lot more than where we were at. But he hit great ball. Um, you can just see the wind just at the end just took it, took it, took it the other way. Um, but his his confidence, you know, he came back. He's like, you know, like I'm ready to kick another one, mm-hmm. and that's how you approach it. Um, you know, kind of like a corner, you're going to get beat. But if you get that one pass breakup or that one interception, that you know, at the right time, then you know, you become a hero. Um, kicker is kind of like that. You just you got to wait and wait and wait, and then you know, the kicks are going to come, and they're going to come in bunches. But
2: long snapper as well.
3: Correct. Yeah, yeah. we just we got one play, you right. know, un- One play that can really affect the outcome of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christy and well, I were talking a little bit pre-show about some interesting stories and things we wanted to know about you both, and I've always heard this, and Christy knows about it more than I do, but I'd like to hear from you, LP, about your journey to the Cowboys because it was, the fact that a long snapper is a unique job in the NFL and it matters because you get a couple chances in a game. And so your story of how you came to the NFL, Christy briefly was sharing Yeah, back
2: in, uh, take us back to 2005, week four.
3: Yeah, we uh, (laughs) had a workout. Um, when the Cowboys are playing San Francisco and Oakland and they were right after the San Francisco game had some issues with snap and kicks and um, I was in California went to school there and somehow got a workout Um, on a Wednesday morning gave me the job and you know that's kind of how I I got on uh, very (laughs) random Um, but yeah I mean 14 years later, go figure, I'm still here. But
2: but literally, this is kind of like real estate. Location, location, location. When you say that we were out in San Francisco, that was when uh, Bill Parcells was head coach, and we had back-to-back games, San Francisco followed by Oakland. And so rather than fly back during the week, we stayed out there and in fact practiced at san jose state university the team was staying in fremont and then drove down the interstate and would practice each day at san jose state and you were near i mean didn't you one of the reasons why you got the call is you were well of course you had played at cal berkeley but but you were in driving distance yeah
3: and sean suizium was on the was a kicker on the practice squad and we had the same agent and so that's how we kind of tracked the team down because we had no clue where they were. We thought they came back to Dallas, um, but they, you know, since they were playing the Oakland Raiders the, the week after, um, yeah, I just drove down on Tuesday night and spoke to the great Bruce De Haven. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came down and, and had to work out in the morning with <laughs> Jerry and Bill in the back of the bus. Um, and it was, you know, it was a little loose, <laughs> um, but uh, and it worked out and snapped in the game on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and yeah,
2: It it actually worked out well even for the the person that LP had replaced. What happened was uh, going into that season, the Cowboys uh, had uh, moved on from Jeff Robinson, who was a veteran longtime deep snapper, and he had snapped three years here, and decided to go with a young guy named John Kondo. And in the game at San Francisco in week three, John was errant on a couple of the, the snaps, just a little bit off, but enough to make Bill Parcells uncomfortable. And so, John was let go um, with LP being signed. But the good news is that John
1: snapped for 13 years in the NFL, in, in mostly Oakland. with the Oakland oh, right. Raiders. So It's funny how things turn out. I remember, Jeff, when you were drafted in 2015, right? Yeah. And you were of uh, 7th, was it 7th or 6th round?
4: Yep, number 246.
1: <laughs> and it was, I think we were yep. all thought all the picks were done because they traded up, got you in the 7th round. And I remember when you came in, you were just very calm, cool, collected, as you are now, mm-hmm. and you said, I was just on a walk with my wife, Lauren, yeah. <laughs> and I got the call. Yep. You were just very calm about it, but is that what happened?
4: Yeah, I uh, i quit watching after the 4th round. Um,
1: Frustrated or just?
4: Yeah, a little bit. Um and I didn't really have much of an expectation of what was going to happen with me. Um, there had been some talk about later rounds, most likely a free agent. And so uh, I had seen some things during the draft that I thought was not right. So I quit watching <laughs> and uh, um, I just decided that we were going to go for a walk. And then we were at a coffee shop and it's the middle of the seventh round. That's when the team start making all the free agent moves. So they're calling guys and, you know, trying to, um, to see what's up and I was fielding calls from three or four different teams and it was kind of getting hectic and then um, Dallas called me and um, I wasn't watching the draft I didn't know what was going on and so I was under the impression that this was a call about being a free agent as opposed to a draft call and then um, I forget who was on the phone initially and then they uh, put Mr. Jones on and then I kind of like, <laughs> oh okay. Oh I,
1: this I, is serious. Yeah
4: yeah. now I know what's going on uh, but yeah it was a whirlwind I wasn't really expecting it at that point. I was talking with other teams about, you know, kind of weighing my options where I wanted to go as a free agent. So definitely a surprise.
1: I, I love hearing that story.
2: Well, it excited a lot of Texas Longhorns fans, having yeah. here. No, I think that because you played for the Texas Longhorns that fans may assume that you're, you know, a homegrown product from the state of Texas, but mm-hmm. like LP, I, obviously LP originally from Canada, Canada, but played played college in college ball in Northern California. You're Northern California guy. So, how does someone get from Chico to Austin?
4: Well, um, I grew up in Northern California in a little town called Chico. Uh, my wife and I both did. And um, after high school, I didn't have any offers to play football anywhere. So, um, I went to play football with my brother at a junior college, Butte Community College. Shout out. Shout um, out. To yeah. you. <laughs> and then uh, I just decided to go play ball with my brother. Um, played one year and my offensive coordinator, Coach Snelling, at my junior college, um, he happened to play football at Boise State when the offensive coordinator for Texas, Brian Harson, was the quarterback coach there, or the quarterback there, excuse me, <laughs> and so they had a connection and um, I don't know if my junior college coach reached out to him or they reached out to my junior college, but somehow or another uh, they kind of found out about me and came out to watch the workouts and things like that and make sure I didn't have two left feet. I could run and do, you know, (laughs) I could do football stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I had a scholarship, and then I actually stayed one more year in junior college before um, moving to Austin.
2: Now, what what did your family think of this? I mean, obviously, they're excited for you to go Mm -hmm. to a great program, but that's a long way from home.
4: (laughs) Yeah. um, I never really had that discussion about whether or not what I should or shouldn't do. I just, I'm going to do this. The bigger question was whether my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, if we were going to if she was coming out or how we were going to kind of work that out. But once we figured that out, then there wasn't much of a discussion or a decision to be made. It was, this is what we're doing. Um, and didn't really think too much about it after that. <laughs> I just kind of went and did it. You
1: so. Needed your support system.
2: Yeah, I did. You yeah. needed that. Yeah, and looked at yeah. how it turned out. She gets to come to the Omni on a Monday night. Omni Frisco mm-hmm. yeah. here. Right. Enjoyed the
1: fried asparagus
2: tempura yeah. and all that, and that. And stuff.
1: Yeah. You brought it up. LP raining all the way from Canada, very far from home. Of course, we had Tyrone Crawford on last mm-hmm. week who always gets the questions, you get the questions all the time. What is the number one question people ask you about being from Canada?
3: Number one question. Maple syrup. I mean, Hockey, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, maple syrup. Um, I
1: don't know, <laughs> <And> <laughs> put
3: me on the spot there.
1: And the, when I was looking up, you played defense in high school when you were in Canada.
3: Yeah, played defense all the way th- in New Orleans when I was there uh, for the Saints, um, played in college obviously, and, uh, yeah, just, I was kind of the, I punted, I kicked, I snapped, I played on kickoff, kickoff return, played defense, played linebacker, and kind of play it all. So
1: Jeff Heath gets the, gets the note for being the versatile guy on the team now, but really it yeah. was you? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, definitely. Oh,
1: we should have Jeff Heath <laughs> deep snap
2: it, and then LP yeah. can be the backup That's, what,
1: I think we need to see that now. Yeah. You've yeah. Jeff, given away Jeff's your secret. Really good at it. W-
2: when you were drafted by the CFL, was that, uh, as a defensive lineman? Yeah. Or in, so, and you were still in college?
3: Yeah, and the CFL, they can draft you four years out of high school in Canada. So that happened my junior year since I redshirted. Um, my brother called me and said, hey, did you know you're drafted? <coughs> and I was like, "From what? And they, they didn't even, you know, it's not like a big thing. Th- they
2: didn't have a red carpet at AT&T no, Stadium and no, wall-to-wall coverage on three <laughs> networks? <laughs> That's how it no. is.
3: <laughs> but no. did,
2: did you Did you consider
1: it?
3: Um, you know, I, I just started a master's program at Berkeley, and it just it didn't seem right. You know, I wanted to finish my senior year. We had a really good team um, my senior year at, at Cal in 2004, and um, good players, and I thought we'd maybe get to the Rose Bowl. We, we fell short. Um, but, uh, no, we you know, I, I don't regret that at all.
2: Yeah. No. Well, when you say, you know, oh, my, my master's program, when you go to speak in – both of you as Dallas Cowboys players often get asked to do uh, community events mm-hmm. including uh, going to schools and so when you talk to the kids about the importance of education and then I know you're not taking your diplomas with you but yeah. what is your message to them?
3: Well, you know, football um, the only way you can actually play football is you have to go to school you know, hockey where I'm from you don't have to um, you can you don't have to really go to school you can play hockey and you know it made the the, the mi- not the minor system but like the the junior system and so for me hockey was i just didn't feel like it was the right path um for the kids and so football um now in my province it, you know it's three more times schools have football programs and there's just a lot of a lot of emphasis on football in school and so you know my main thing is you know if you can Go to school and get it—you know—a free education. Especially if you go to college, you, know, you got to take advantage of it, and because um, it, it opens so many doors mm-hmm. down the road.
1: Absolutely, Jeff. Real quick before we go to our second break here.
4: Yeah, um, I had an opportunity to speak to some um, uh, junior high kids in uh, Arlington. My position coach at the University of Texas was is now the um, assistant athletic director for Arlington High School. Oh wow, district. that's yeah. awesome. So I got to speak to them um, just briefly and. Really, just talked about opportunity and finding things you want to do, and then the importance of um, work and sacrifice in order to get there. Because um, you've heard that quote before. I heard it from Denzel. He said, uh, a, "A dream without a, or a dream without a goal is just that: it's a dream. But eventually, it, it, you know, it fades." And that's kind of the talk that I had with them was more about you know finding something you want to pursue, and then following through and pursuing it the right way. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you guys. We're going to take our second break here. We're so happy to be out here at the Omni Frisco tonight with LP and Jeff. And thanks to Jack Black. Want to use what the pros use? Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker for JB Faves, plus a full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping at Jack, getjackblack.com. Use code COWBOYS. And also, big shout-out to Albertsons. When it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back.
0: Like Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertson, And broadcasting live from the Omni Frisco At the Star
1: Welcome back everybody We are getting to know LP And Jeff, joined by Christy I'm Taylor Stern, we're having so much fun out here Aren't we guys? Aren't you You're just having you. a blast? Yeah. Really
2: appreciate y'all coming out yeah, on a Monday Yeah, yeah whenever
1: you. I see LP One of my favorite things to talk to you about Is golf yeah. Because this guy is a big golfer Jeff, you- have you played <laughs> golf with him?
4: No but I play mini golf.
1: <laughs> mini golf. Yeah, I'm pretty good. So, LP, are you going to teach Jeff? Are you going to take him under your wing for golf? No. No. I guess not. <laughs> well, yeah, he doesn't want to. You just. I'm seem sure so he's fun.
4: willing, but I don't have the patience or the skill or the hand-eye coordination for yes, golf. Yes, he does. Yes, I just, just don't. Just play tight so
1: You got to get him out there.
4: Yeah, but that's more like hitting people and like running fast and stuff. Golf is like tedious and like.
2: Yeah, what's a lot of the concentration, what, you know. yeah, what's the great mark twain quote clo- about th- golf golf a good walk ruined yeah that's <laughs> right <laughs> yeah.
1: cuz you know that's lp it nowadays it's witten and romo went to go be a broadcaster Romo's still dabbling with the web.com tour right. are you going to just go full golf mode
3: oh no i'm not as good as tony is I and mean, that's he's uh, he's in another league um, no i just i enjoy the game uh, i enjoy just walking um getting my kids out there, you know, you a golf carts with the wife on a Friday afternoon. It's fun. Um, you now we just uh, take trips and go play different golf courses around the United States. That's fun. Um, but other than that, no, it's it's more for leisure. <laughs> how <laughs>
2: old, how old are Wyatt and Annabelle they're now? They're three are they? and five. OK, yeah. so they're it, starting. Yeah, enough to, yeah. to put a club and they're oh, yeah. in there and the plastic con, you yeah. know, from play school with the big ball. And oh, no,
3: they, they got real clubs. Oh, they do have real Yeah, really? I, I take them out. Oh,
1: yeah, huh. see, that's what I keep thinking now that I've started playing golf. And, I mean, I'm just very amateur level, started in January. I'm saying, oh, I wish I had started when I was three and five and done all this. So they're lucky to have you guys. <laughs> I you hope, hope
3: guys. so. I hope <laughs> they enjoy it. I do. I, Jeff's going
1: <laughs> to take kids to mini golf.
4: I will take my kids to mini golf, the kids that I don't have yet.
1: When I have kids, they're going to
4: mini-golf every Friday.
1: Every Friday, they'll be the (laughs) best
2: mini-golfers in the
1: state of Texas. Well,
2: for L.P. Lattisar, I have um, a prediction Mm. that once you decide to hang up your helmet and cleats, that you would be the best host for a travel show. Okay. Because I know you've you have been in brook to so many exotic places and is that I, seriously is that something that you would consider or have you ever talked to anybody about about doing that
3: uh, m- not really I'd like to travel <laughs> some more no, that's for sure in um, terms of a last, show
2: i'm serious right
3: yeah last five years you know with the kids have been more at home yeah. mm-hmm. um, but before then we traveled a little bit more but yeah i mean it'd be great to to host one of those shows and you know to okay. talk about where we've been.
1: But fill me wh- where in. Where where have yeah. you been? I want to know some of these. Yeah,
2: exotic places.
1: Well, we
3: haven't been really anywhere exotic. Uh, oh, we got married on. in the Caribbean. Um, been there a few times. Um, been to Mexico a few times. Went to Europe. Um, I don't know. Just did a lot of big trips um, around Canada and the United States. You know, we haven't been the big exotic, only uh, to South America, I guess. Um, but That's exotic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Ma- every
1: America. place you just named, I pretty much haven't been. Yeah. So, <laughs> exotic enough for me. Jeff, you go on any big trips?
4: Well, um, I'm not much of a traveler. I'm kind of a homebody, but Lauren likes to travel. And so, uh, so we you go like to travel. Yeah, so I travel now. I'm a great smart traveler. husbands
2: yeah. up
1: here. We
4: have some
2: smart husbands.
4: So good at well,
2: it. Well, Jeff Swain gets the award for the coolest photo Ooh. in last year's Dallas Cowboy family cookbook. The ah. one that benefits Happy Hill Farm.
4: Oh yeah. Oh. And
1: this is the one. If you guys can see Jeff it, and his brother yep.
2: in a helicopter and what? What are you doing in this helicopter? This is a photo where it's from the side. It's the the helicopter's on the yeah. ground, I get the luckily, award, for the I get the
4: award for the cool photo, but my wife gets the award for, for the Best Wife. It? She bought me, uh, was, it, was it last year or the year before? The year before?
1: Lauren is out before. in the audience, yeah, so he's having the year to be- check. With I need was to get a picture of last, this. I'll tweet it and out.
4: She, uh, she bought for Christmas um, a hog hunting trip out of helicopters. And so I was able to bring my little brother out and uh yeah they you go up in the helicopter and um the guy let me bring my guns that i like to shoot and so we got to we got to hunt from the helicopter um and it's more of a pest control thing because um they are a feral pigs are a huge issue in texas i think i read something there was 3.5 million feral pigs just in the state of texas and so um it the farmers actually sign up to have the guys hunt on their property because um they they tear up their crops and um they cause a lot of damage to the habitat, so I get to enjoy um, hunting and yeah. the farmers get uh, a, making a the win yeah. win. better place. Yeah, does yeah. that
2: count towards your community
1: service for, <laughs> for uh, Dallas I think Cowboys? So. I know, th- it should count towards our, uh, our goals for our community uh, and uh, a service a and volunteering. What a creative <laughs> gift. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that one, Lauren, so thank you. I'm gonna just steal that yeah. idea right it's there. That's a great gift. Yeah, we were talking about what you guys would do post-career, of course, talking about first, Brett Maher earlier, but Tonight, Jason Witten premieres in his Monday night football debut how do you guys think he'll do you think he'll be this broadcaster for life
4: I think he'll be good I mean I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be um, he's
1: pretty much good at everything right yeah
4: he's he's pretty dedicated to the things he does obviously and so um, he'll do he'll do well we saw him we were out in uh, when we were in Oxnard tight ends we went out to dinner and we were uh, at some restaurant in I don't know next auction or somewhere and we look up at the TV and there's wit in the in the broadcast booth doing this thing and mm-hmm. it was just odd to to see him, you know, cuz Not at the dinner. exactly, yeah. And uh, but he's intense as always and and very knowledgeable and passionate, so
3: he'll he'll be great.
1: Yeah, OP, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, just seeing what Tony did last year and his success, um, you know, I obviously I just think Jason is going to do great. Um, you know, he understands the game more than anybody understand defenses you understand special teams you understand off I mean he, under, he knows the game as, as much as anybody else out there um, so I don't see why he wouldn't be a good color analyst
2: yeah you know the, the thing about tight ends and Jeff this is something that we talked about in the locker room I don't remember if it was OTAs or mini camps and it was when we were talking about Doug Nussmeier the mm-hmm. new tight ends coach here for the Cowboys and I had just spoken with him about uh, tight end being the most difficult position after quarterback mm-hmm. to play at this level. Yeah. Now, LP may you know may want to <laughs> inject in here and say no, it's it's not tight end, but but it, it's so mu- multifaceted. Could yeah. you share why you agree with Coach Meyer or not?
4: Yeah, um, there's obviously a sense of pride about the job you're doing. So a part of that you know is a factor as well. You know, and uh, you like to think you do a tough job and you do it well, but. Um, the, the challenge at tight end is, is combining the different aspects of offense into one role. And, you know, you're asked to be a run blocker and a receiver um, as well as the occasional pass protector. Um, and so, you know, working on your craft throughout practice is, is a challenge because, you know, the offensive line, they work on run blocking and pass blocking exclusively. And receivers work on catching the ball and blocking in space. And we work on, you know, all three of those things. And so, you know, finding the time during practice to work on them and then, you know, developing that mindset so you can transition from route running to pass protecting to run blocking, you know, that, that's the challenge. And, and, and I found that um, the more I played, um, the faster you can transition in your mind from a run down to a pass down and think about your technique and um, your, the job you're asked to do in, in really quick split seconds. Um, that's the challenge of playing tight end.
2: So. Yeah, and could you talk uh, more specifically? you talk about how you have to do all of those different things in practice? Mm-hmm. Could you say how come up some of the um, individual drills and the reps are split you know how that is allocated within the practice time because i think that the fans who come out here to the star in frisco and maybe attended some of the training camp practices each of the last couple summers you know they they see the wide receivers out there running the routes or going one-on-one against the corners and you guys get some against the safeties but but how how is that allocated when you're having to divvy up so many responsibilities yeah
4: it's it's a (laughs) it's a challenge um we usually spend uh the first portion of practice, working with the tackles to make sure that our combination blocking is is, uh, where it needs to be. And then, you know, after that, we spend a good majority of our practice running routes because um, that's something you focus on, you know, third down, situational football, you know, red zone, short yardage. Um, That stuff comes up every game and a lot during the game, and so you want to focus on that. Um, But more than anything, it's, it's studying film, being prepared, and getting the mental reps when other guys are in. And you know, watching the tackles to see how they move and where I need to be on a play, um, so it's just it's just kind of organizing things in your mind and um, taking advantage of reps and you know time management in the day yeah. is a, it's a critical. Yeah, thing.
2: that's the thing. You have yeah. a change along the line, especially at tackle. I mean, it's like
1: a domino effect.
2: It is. Yeah, it it it? is. With you. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we will hear more from LP and Jeff, and even from some of our fans here at the Omni Frisco. And next time you travel for an away game. Here's how to make the most of it. Stay with Omni Hotels and Resorts. They have 60 premier locations coast-to-coast with things like world-class spas, championship golf, and great dining. Visit OmniHotels.com to learn more. Omni Hotels and Resort, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys, and of course, Lucchese Bootmaker is now open at the Star in Frisco. Shop from a variety of world-class handmade cowboy boots as well as all-new signature apparel and accessories accessories that's a hard word visit their brand new store today and experience the tradition that is lucchese bootmaker we'll be right back,
0: back. back. to the miller light cowboys hour supported by albertson and broadcasting live from the omni frisco at the star
1: sun is finally shining out here in frisco we're so happy to be joined again by LP and Jeff Swaim. It's so exciting tonight with Christy Scales. You've yeah, thanks great. for
2: letting me fill in for Brad Sham. For those who are just getting in their car or uh, tuning in along the Dallas Cowboys radio network, uh, Brad Sham will be back for next week's Cowboy Hour. Uh, he is actually flying back from Carolina today, and that's because uh, last night uh, Rosh Hashanah, and so Brad uh, stayed there in Charlotte in observance of the holiday and so yep. he's on his way back so thank you for letting me co host and be Absolutely. here with LP right. and with
1: Jeff. The sun is shining finally. We're getting we're getting some cool weather moving in and we have some excited fans here who've come all the way out to the Miller Light Cowboys hour. We have some questions for you guys. Are you ready?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. All
0: right. I'm here with Larry. He has a question.
1: Yes, this is for Jeff. Yeah. Uh, before my question I wanna wish you a happy early birthday for this Saturday.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Happy early birthday, Jeff. Thanks. My, my question is that do you feel that you
0: can
2: extend your performance uh, with the Cowboys in another five, ten years?
4: Um, that would be amazing. Um, my wife and I have really come to enjoy Dallas, the city itself, um, and I've been blessed by this organization to have this opportunity. Um, I have great teammates and coaches, and so if I get the opportunity to stay here, it's definitely something I'd be very interested in. <laughs> yeah.
2: And three yeah. catches last night. That's a strong start to the season right. for you. So, yeah. yeah Congratulations yeah. on your strong start.
0: Now, Rudy here with a question. S- Mr. Swain. Yeah. I'm a huge win fan. That's right. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> he's wearing a number 82 now, jersey. Now, let me tell you, do you still seek advice from him and call him every once in a while? And
4: Well, what's a, <laughs> what's a busy dude? Um, he, you know, he's got a He's got a big job now obviously um, and he has you know wife and kids and things like that so um, I was fortunate enough to learn from him for such a long time um, and you know three years went by fast but I also had a lot of time in a, in, you know in a room with him talking football and so um, I was able to pick his brain as much as I could um, and at times I was able to sit there and, and listen to him while he uh, passionately explained something um, but the knowledge he had and, and what he was able to pass on and the things that I was able to learn from him have been huge. And so um, his impact on my career, um, you know, I don't know where I'd be if I, was someone, uh, if I were somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so I'm fortunate that I'm here and I was able to learn from a guy that, it, you know, I've been watching since I was uh, in middle school.
1: <laughs> and so. now you have LP. You have LP. That's right. He'll give you all the advice, just yeah. not golf advice.
4: Not golf advice.
1: I think we have I one refuse. more fan question. Yeah, I
0: got a young Cowboys fan here. I got Carson here with a question for you guys.
1: Um, with Halloween coming up, what will y'all be?
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> Opie, do you do LP? family costume? Yeah, because you've got the kids.
3: I do. Uh, we actually looked at that today with my son. He wants to be a dinosaur. Oh, Ooh. my
2: goodness. Now, and where do you find a dinosaur costume well, for kids? Well, Amazon. My wife's Amazon got document? this, this okay. thing
3: on Amazon that you can get, you know, really things fast. Okay. And, um, yeah, and she's really good at that. Um, but I don't know what I'm going to be. I've, I've been like a... Well, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. What
2: about Annabelle? Anna- Annabelle, I think
3: she wants to be a witch.
2: A witch? Uh, okay.
3: Know, she's she's <laughs> full on Halloween mode. Um, but I don't know what we're gonna be.
2: Jeff, what? Are you, what's Brooke the last thing Brooke you Brooke is yelling you it B- out. Brooke.
3: Oh, the incredible! That's awesome. what we wanted to do. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's that's going to be awesome,
2: yeah, Jeff. I feel what's the like last thing? Brooke has the
1: good pictures. We'll have to see these because I'm I'm <laughs> assuming they're legendary. Yeah, in if years if,
2: past. if LP doesn't do it, we're counting on you, Brooke, to to share this social media <laughs> so that we can let Cowboys Nation see LP dressed up as Mr. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of
1: your best costumes growing up?
4: Well, fun fact about fun fact about Jeff. Um, I have never, not once in my lifetime, ever dressed up for Halloween. Aww, I know, I know. I oh my know, goodness,
1: are you from Canada or something? I
4: know, it's weird, I know. Just
1: like fully I don't opposed? Know why.
4: No, I'm, I'm not opposed to it at all. I just, uh, when I was a kid, we just never did. And <laughs> I'm not sure why, we just never did. Um, and now I feel like if I were to start, I'd have to go like all the way back, you know, and like conjure up my childhood and think of some... You know, childlike hero I had to dress up as, but I did scare a child last year who came to my door, and I didn't even wear anything. <laughs> so, you, Do you know, y- I but have but that But you hand for out me.
2: the cool LP, candy. Oh, yeah. The big, I opened the, the door pieces, and the yeah. kids
4: started crying and ran away. Oh
1: my goodness! Like <laughs> wow. And I
4: was smiling, so I don't know what that says about
2: I, me. But
1: yeah, I LP, I you need to help him out. I think we need this year to be the year that he gets a good costume. And you said you dress up as a childlike hero. Who yeah. wore some of those heroes?
4: Man, well, that's the thing. It's like I have to go back to my childhood and think of who. Go my back to your inner child. Yeah, like who were my heroes? And, gosh, maybe Batman. I'm a pretty. Oh, that big would be I cool. I'm, oh, a, I'm a pretty yeah. big Batman fan. Yeah,
2: yeah. but be the Michael he Keaton he Batman and not the. No, see, know, or Christian, Christian I'm a Christian Bale, Bale kind of guy. Christian you know, Bale? like I, mm-hmm. when I
4: grew up, that was, in, you know, and just recently he was still Batman. You know, right, recently, right. so. I'd probably be Christian Bale Batman, <laughs> you know? <laughs> the voice, yeah. man, the voice just hits you. Oh, okay, <laughs> Pete,
1: what were some of the good ones that you can remember you weren't growing up?
3: Growing up, um, yeah, I really liked the Punisher.
1: Ooh. And obviously
3: our punter got nicknamed the Punisher. That's yes.
1: right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones, that's awesome. Um, Do you need to get a shirt now with both of them.
3: Yeah, and then, uh what is uh, you know, Spider-Man, obviously, all those comics. I'm trying to remember. Wolverine was, I collected, these, um, the the, con- the actual comics, you know, the little books. And um, I collected the Wolverines when they came out. So this is, you know, mid 80s, late 80s. And so I still have, it. when I go back home to Montreal, I always look at my Wolverines. You know. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but Batman was a big one. Uh, Michael Keaton, even Adam West, way back when. Oh my gosh. Um, was that the 60s, 70s? Yes. I enjoyed those. They they played them on reruns and on TV Land every once in a while. Watch those. Um, yeah.
2: Wouldn't it be great if for the game near Halloween, where the guys got to dress they up had in their costumes? But you couldn't be Wolverine because how could you deep snap with all of those blades <laughs> no on your on your hands on <laughs> you the edge right, ed- of ed- <laughs> ed- your hands?
3: great blocker. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: I um I had a question. You mentioned a uh, Chris Jones, and and in my opinion, the most I don't want to say underappreciated because he's not underappreciated by teammates and coaches, but we so take him for granted and the way that he can flip the field and field position. But um, we were talking about new players and changes and things, and Chris is one of the new captains this year, and so is Zach Martin, who takes Jason Witten's place for offense and Chris Jones for uh, special teams in your opinion jeff why are those great choices um
4: well with chris you said it he's um he's not underappreciated but you know you often don't consider how consistent and how um, spectacular his leg is and then you know the offseason work that he does and the way he practices and prepares and things like that you know he's there for every captain's workout he's there for otas you know and he's there at times when you know he doesn't need to be there he's He's the guy, and he doesn't have to, but he's there because he cares and it matters to him. Um, and then a guy like Zach, I mean, it's, it's pretty self-evident why a guy like sure. Zach is F- a— Sure, you know, four he's
2: years, four Pro Bowls. Right, yeah. and
4: then just outside of his play, just his attitude and demeanor um, and the kind of leader that he is, uh, it means a lot to our team that, that he is who he is. Um, mm-hmm. kind of sets uh, sets the tone for us yeah. in the run game.
2: LP, is it gratifying when you see it's guys like uh, Zach now, he came in, obviously, with high expectations as a first-round pick and all that, but, you know, when, when you're here a long time, you get to see these guys come in and grow on and off the field. Is he a good example of that for you when, yeah, or, I mean, as you look at the young guys?
3: You look at guys coming in. You look at rookies. You know, when Zach came in, I think I was in my 10th or 11th year. Um, you know, you just you look at first-round picks, second-round picks, you're like, all right, those guys are going to really help us this year. Um, and then Zach came in and started from day one, you know, <laughs> made a all-pro, I think, his rookie year. He did. Um, that's right. Right. And, uh, I mean, so he was the best guard in the NFL as a rookie, which is, you know, I don't think it's happened very often right. in this Not league, right? Not common. Right. Um, and then you just the, the way he approaches it, you know, he hurt his neck, I think, in the second camp or third camp. And then this year hurt his knee, you know, and, and he just comes back and and you just you can tell like it, it means so much to him and um, he cares about this team he cares about his teammates and that's what you want to see as a captain you want to see a guy up there that you know he's going to be you know playing his, his fullest and um, we appreciate that as teammates
2: yeah uh, question about our other starting guard Connor Williams because he comes in as a day one rookie Correct. second round pick and Boy, it's a welcome to the NFL moment when you have to go against K1 Short and Dontari Poe mm-hmm. and with Carolina, which has such a great front seven. But, Jeff, what do you see with, with Connor? Because you work so closely with yeah. O-line and playing next to Tyron sometimes over on the left side.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think a guy like Zach would be able to, to um, explain a little more about you know his skill set. But um, I've just seen a guy who has a great work ethic. Um, I remember I was here in July you know, working out and stuff, and Connor was here. Every day, working and running all day. Um, and an athletic player who has made a lot of progress to this point from you know just the little time I've known him. So high expectations for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. It's been fun out here at Omni Frisco for the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. And, of course, we have to thank Papa John's. When the Cowboys win, get 50% off regular menu price pizzas the next day at PapaJohns.com with promo code Cowboys Win, Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Not valid with any other discounts, prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary, but a big thank you to Albertsons tonight as well. When it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you, Christy, LP, Jeff. I'm so excited we got to do this tonight. It's been fun. Yeah, and
2: uh, Brad Sham will be back for uh, Sunday night kickoff. Back. And very excited. This is Brad's 40th season right. in the Cowboys radio booth. And, and so you're 28? It's my 28th with Cowboys radio, wow. my 20th on the sidelines. So I can't wait to, for the regular season. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I think that's a sympathy <laughs> clap for being old, but uh, we appreciate <laughs> it. And uh, can't wait for the home opener against uh, the Giants uh, Sunday night football. Football kickoff is 7:20 at Central. Stadium. That's right at AT&T Yeah, we, we
1: have Brad 40th year, you're you're 28th, and, 14th, yeah, fourth year.
2: Babe ba- is 27th, and then LP, 14th, and counting.
1: It, it goes <laughs> by. It goes by quickly, doesn't it? So thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. Thank you guys. Next week, I believe we will have Tavon Austin and Alan Hurn. Oh, that'll be a great show. Yes. So you'll have to join us then and will be right here at Omni Frisco Neighborhood Services.